0: Good evening, everyone. Oh, my friends, I've been waiting for so long to say the A word. And then we got to say it. Hallelujah. That A word. (laughs) Hallelujah. Friends, this evening's liturgy is the solemnest of all the vigils. It is often referred to as the mother of all holy vigils. The vigil ceremonies um, are steeped in certain words. And... um, The great realities of those words um, are expressed in a certain way. Four of the words that uh, are here in this evening that we heard in the Scriptures refer to darkness and death, but also to light and also to life. They are the most frequent used nouns in Scripture and in all societies, Going back to primitive times, has always been and always is now journeying in relative darkness under the sentence of human death, yet longing for light and always longing for life. The good news, however, of the gospel is this, Christ is our light, Christ is our life. The good news of Easter is to be the good news for all peoples, Especially for people of our time um, who seek, um, how do I put this? (laughs) Who seek light for their journey and good news about their future. But who do so in places and in pursuits uh, that simply cannot deliver lasting light, good news, and certainly not enduring hope. Their worldly hope turns to dust and then blows away in the wind. God's plan for salvation is for every human person. And no one is exempted from that. Attainable hopes must be placed upon Christ. My friends, this is a very bold statement. It is a very strong one. And I do not act with arrogance or self-righteousness when I say what I say uh, about folks searching for light and hope and life in the wrong places, uh, and uh, not so good pursuits. My heart, in humility, feels for them. But Easter offers the spiritually distressed of our time, the light, and life that they ardently seek, and even an end to their darkness. And I will go even further and say an end to death. As we understand it, the critical question in the gospel of this mass is the question asked by the two men in dazzling garments, and for all of you, you know, uh, they're not men. Uh, they are actually uh, something different. Um, in the Hebrew. they are known as Malak. They were Malaks, and that is simply in our eng- English language, angels. They were angels that appeared to the women at the tomb. And they asked them, why do you seek the living one among the dead? It is a question that addresses itself to more than the women at the tomb. It addresses itself to all searchers who look for light and life uh, in what are the wrong places and pursuits. And to any believers uh, who are tempted to look at Jesus simply as an object of study, or even of an intellectual pursuit rather than what he really is, a person. Well, more than that, he's the son of God. He is God. But he's a living, breathing (laughs) person, (laughs) but more. You get it, right? Father's getting a little bit tied here. My friends, um, he is a living reality. He is, uh, for us believers, informing us and influencing our daily lives. At least that is the way it's supposed to be. And he does so and he guides us and he gives us grace. It is the question that addresses itself to Christians made um, insecure by faith, by uh, enticements of life, uh, which perhaps they haven't handled very well, <laughs> um, questions which addresses itself to those who sneered uh, with bad habits, and even those who um, are ensnared by addictions, which threaten to entomb them. And as we heard, our Lord has uh, rolled away the stone <laughs> on that. The risen Lord is light and life and grace. And a powerful presence to all who seek Him sincerely. You must follow Christ without reservation. We've heard the history of salvation this evening, and we we uh, you certainly heard about Abraham. No reservation. All right, Lord, if you want me to put my son on that altar, so be it. And Moses, you want me to do what? You want me to lead who? Where? No reservation. All right, here I go. Who should I say sent me? (laughs) I am sent me. So we must follow him also without reservation. And this is where faith must come in. And this is challenging and difficult. The resurrection of Christ is, in truth, the guarantee of final resurrection, and thus the source of all of our hope. Baptism. Our incorporation into his death and resurrection is the Easter sacrament. Our Easter vigil um, highlights baptism. And the elect are baptized during the vigil. And um, all of us are called to renew our, business. much more than just that word renewal, it is a call uh, to commit ourselves to living as disciples. Day in and day out, without reservation. As baptized Christians, then we have a certain hope that we too shall rise gloriously with Christ on the last day. This is the promise given at baptism. This indeed will come to pass then if we try and succeed at being faithful to the promises of our baptism. If then you were raised with Christ, seek what is above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Think of what is above, not of what is on earth, Colossians 3, 1-12. The Christian is to turn their back on the sins of hatred. Do you understand? It is not to be in the nature of a Christian to hate. Our Master did not do that we are not better than he we are not to hate okay maybe brussels sprouts (laughs) hates a strong word even for that though the disciple of Jesus Christ is to not lack in forgiveness they are to offer it readily and without reservation The disciple of Jesus is not to be walking around prideful. My friends, in addition to baptism, we have another Easter sacrament, the Holy Eucharist. For in the Eucharist we receive a pledge of future glory. In the Eucharist we receive the Christ who promised, these are his words, whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. And I will raise him up on the last day. He is meeting the body. He will raise the body. The person uh, who dies in faith and is a disciple has eternal life within them. But he's saying, on that day, I will raise their body like mine that came out of the tomb. And that one's going to be glorious too. Uh We are a resurrection people. And alleluia is uh, our song. My friends, like the women uh, at the tomb, out of the confusion of that Easter morning, because we were told in the Gospels they were bewildered and they didn't know what to think. <laughs> we will find from the other Gospels uh, what they really thought, um, but that's not for tonight. But uh, even out of the confusion of that Easter morning, they left the tomb, and in essence, they went and they preached the good news of Jesus Christ, (laughs) even to their unbelieving brothers in Christ. Because remember what the gospel said? They were talking nonsense. (laughs) Can you imagine? The apostles, oh, they're talking nonsense, silly women. You know how they thought. Finally, Peter came to his, found himself and got his senses brought back to him, and he runs over there. I and mean, we'll hear this from the other scripture. He runs and he looks, and even he's confused. But then he leaves also and preaches the good news of Jesus Christ. So I tell you remember his words. I give you the words of the Malach, the angels. Remember. What he said. Having understood the meaning of the empty tomb, I'm talking about you guys now. Having understood the meaning of the empty tomb, remember his words. Go out to announce the good news. I'm talking about tonight, when you get out of here. I don't know where you're going, and you're going to go to Alpha B's, maybe, some of you. <laughs> Tell the waitress and the waiter God loves you. I know what they're going to think. Is that my tip? (laughs) Part of it. But go out and preach the good news. When you leave here, go out and preach the good news. In doing so, we will follow the example of the earliest disciples, the apostles, even in their confusion. And we will go out and we'll proclaim Jesus Christ Lord and Savior. Amen. Alleluia. friends this comes down to what do you believe do you believe that Jesus Christ is lord and savior do you believe that he died for you and rose from the dead because in baptism this is what it's called for if you do, then there is no hope then there is no enduring joy. There is only sadness and heartbreak. But he has risen. And no, the empty tomb uh, that was not enough proof. As we saw from the women, as we saw from the apostle, as we saw from the beloved one. Jesus really, I mean, talk about a bunch of stubborn men remember what he had to do? He had to create a barbecue for them. Remember? He went to the beach and made a barbecue. <laughs> he barbecued fish for them. And then he had to eat it. He said, watch me eat it because ghosts don't eat. And they were still scratching their heads. You see? And they walked with him. And they cried with him. And they experienced joy with him. And they experienced sadness with him. And then when the time came, they did not believe. How much harder is it for us? Sometimes I hear the Christian, oh, I would have. It would be so different if I was there. It would have been so different if I could walk with him as they did, to see him do the miracles. No. Because they did exactly what you thought would make a difference. Jesus had to really to them in a loving way this comes down to what you believe do you believe he is Lord and Savior do you believe that he's been risen from the dead because if you do then you yourself will rise also you believe don't you Mrs. O'Dow you do (laughs) <laughs> you had to learn yours was a tough journey to that. But you believe. And it is difficult. Come to learn and to believe, and you live your life in and out daily based on that. Is Taylor? Is it easy? It is not. But you will do it. Yes, you will. You do. I know. You're here with me almost every day. (laughs) You too. You too. Your life has been difficult. And you are learning to believe in Him and His resurrection. If you do not believe this, people will see it in your life. I heard Pope Francis today talking about it. Well, I got all kinds of people coming into the church, and they say the disciples, and they do not believe in him. They don't believe what he has said, particularly about rising from the dead. Remember what he has said remember the truth of the gospel. Everything that Jesus came, God loves you. God loves you. And there's nothing you can do, absolutely nothing you can do to stop him from loving you. Now, some of you here try awful hard. (laughs) I know because I'm your pastor and you know where I hear about it in the back room. But you cannot stop him from loving you. Instead, return the love. That's what he desires. Return the love to him. And, remember what Jesus said, love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And love who? Who? Oh, my mercy. Who is your neighbor? <laughs> You're sitting next to him. <laughs> sometimes those neighbors are hard. Are they not, Mr. Police Officer? <laughs> you see, neighbors that are not kind, and yet Jesus tells you you have to love them. Yes, you have to put handcuffs on them sometimes. <laughs> but you must love them. You're holding up pretty well, young man. Hmm? Are you ready for what's about to happen? Are you ready for what's about to happen? Are you ready? Okay.